Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Night Call. This is Jen Springer, Young Living Platinum. And I've been with the company since 2001. And let me tell you what, it's been an amazing journey because my anniversary was actually two days ago. It was on a Saturday. In my 15th year going in here, going into the 15th year, it's just absolutely amazing. Well, it's 14 years, but now we'll be heading into the 15th. And very, very cool stuff. You know, I've seen the company grow in so many ways. I've grown in so many ways. You know, and we don't realize when we join Young Living that we join a family. I mean, yes, the whole company's a family. We could all, like, love and sing Kumbaya together. But your, your upline and your crossline and the friendships that you make in the company become, like, your second family. And I was never prepared for that because my whole life I never had a big circle of influence, I guess you would say. And, you know, I look at my life now and I'm like, wow, you know, I have all these friends and they're all over the country and all over the world because of Young Living. And I remember when I started, luckily nobody asked me to make my list of 100 names because I did not know 100 people. And I, how do you want to say this? I knew so few people that I actually went and did expos and trade shows to meet more people because I didn't know anybody. I mean, I enrolled some people I worked with and I had a couple friends and I forced my sister to enroll. <laughs> but everybody that I enrolled was no, you know, more people I know. If I look at my first level right now, my sister's team is my, when, my biggest team and she obviously is a relative and I said, here, you're going to do this. And I handed her an essential seven and enrolled her. And then another gal here who uh, I worked with is another big leg of mine. But everybody else are people that I met. You know, I went out and met, you know, I went and met people. And so if you think that you don't know anybody or you've got that, well, I don't know anybody, and uh, you know what, get your butt out there and meet people. I've got plenty of recordings that you can go listen to how to do expos and trade shows and how to go out and about and meet people. And one of the things that I, what we've got going on for tomorrow night, which is going to be May 12th, I had to look at my calendar here, May 12th, is this. So when you do get to, you know, know people or you get invited to somebody's place to do a little talk or something like that, or you want to invite a couple people over or go to coffee with somebody, or you want to invite people to convention, something as big as that. Well, have you ever done that and nobody showed up? Like, you want to talk about the suckiest feeling on the planet? (laughs) It's when nobody shows up. You know, it could be a little one, a little event, or it could be a huge one. Or maybe like us, personally, you bite the bullet and you organize a big event, and then you go a few thousand in the hole. I've had that happen. It's not fun. And so recently I asked my mentor, Tom Challenge, how to get people to show up to events. And it doesn't matter whether they're big or small. A lot of these rules apply for both. And he said, you know, Jen, it's an issue of your culture. And he goes, it's a culture issue within your own team and other teams in Young Living. And I said, really? You know, because I thought it was something that I was doing or not doing. He goes, no, you have to change your culture. And that's where it stems from. And he, you know, gave me some ideas because I, I had an event and I was scrambling to get people to attend it. You know, we went in the hole literally a few thousand dollars on this event. He basically said, you know what, Jen? Chalk it up to learning. You're two days out of your event. However many people you get, be happy with that and don't stress your adrenals. 
That's what he told me. He goes, because you need to start working now on your event in the fall. He goes, you you can't wait till the last minute. And that's, you know, he goes, it's your culture. you got to shift the culture. So tomorrow night he's going to do a special training for us, for the Young Living People. And it's about getting butts into the chairs, you know, getting people to show up. And we all know that feeling. And I know a lot of you don't even have events or you don't even invite people because you're afraid they won't show up. And then you're going to have that shameful feeling of having somebody not come, which sucks, right? You know, I mean, I've been to, I've had classes, you know, I was talking to Sherry yesterday before the, or a couple of days ago about the call, before the call. And, you know, they think that us as these leaders, you know, we've got these organizations with thousands of people in them that we've, it's been easy for us. And I can tell you, I've had many classes where we have nobody show up. I did one class in Texas, flew out to Texas. Okay. Flew out to Texas. This girl said 50 people are confirmed coming, come out, you know, la, 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 la. Great. You know, so I got there. Nobody showed up. Well, actually one person and they were in somebody else's organization. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Talk about hurting big time. It hurt. You know, and then there's things to take in consideration when you do an event. You know, who's going to cover the flight? Who's going to cover the meals? Who's going to cover the hotel? You know, I mean, so, like, if you are one of those people that's going to be a speaker, there's also that to consider. So there's all these things. And so tomorrow night, Tom, I don't know if Tom's going to go into the being a speaker part, but he's going to go into how to get people to show up part. He'll tell you how to specifically word things which is very critical. Also prepping your, for your event so people can't say no. That's a big deal. And then have your guests show up with friends in tow. The biggest thing is we don't want people to show up alone. We want to ignite people to bring other people. And that's how the duplication goes wild in your business. It's not when your team shows up. It's when your team shows up with three or four or five people in hand or more right? So that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow night. So that training is going to be is 49 bucks because he said, you know, Jen, I never thought about doing this as an info product. I said, Tom, I said, this is needed so bad. I, 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 I said, we need it. I know everybody else needs it. So he said that he would record it live with us for $49 and then he's going to sell it for like 175 or 200 or something like that. I don't remember what he said. But he's going to do it since we're going to be there, you know, and listening while he's recording it. He's charging only $49 to us. So the um, the website for that is 123, the number 123, and then T0, T0, <laughs> the letter ABC.com. So it's 123, the character 1, the character 2, and the character 3, T-O, abc.com so it's one two three to abc.com and if you can't get there live don't worry just get there and get registered you'll get access to the recording and you'll be able to listen to it in case you can't do it live it's going to be at 6 p.m central so that gives us time i don't know how long it's going to take he i mean i imagine at least two hours uh could be a little less could be a little more you know and i don't know maybe tom will do us do two i don't really know but I know it's going to be an incredible value, and I'm really excited he's going to do this because this is escape. I can get people to events, and I can get people to show up, but my weakness is actually getting people to bring people. 
So I'm really curious what he's going to say with that as well. So anyway, so that's what we're going to do for tomorrow night. Yay. <laughs> if you miss it and you're listening to this recording, you'll have to let me know, and I'll have to find out where he's going to sell that. But I said it's going to be a lot more money, but it won't be the 49 It will be a lot more money. Okay, so let's talk about the specials real quick here. This month we've got some pretty cool oils, and we got Ninja Nitro. So for the 190 PV, you get Akatea oil. If you're on Essential Rewards, you get the 5 mil grapefruit. For 250 PV, you get the Akatea and the grapefruit. If you're on Essential Rewards, you get the grapefruit. Plus, in a $20 enrollment coupon for somebody new, it's a great incentive to use for your business as well. And then for 300 PV, you get the Akatea 5 mil, the $20 enrollment coupon. You get the bonus for the essential rewards, if you, the grapefruit. And then for the 300, you get the Ninja Nitro packet. You get those two, which is fantastic. It's a, pick, a healthy pick-me-up. So tonight is our weekly Monday night call. And we'll keep it, to, you know, we don't usually go past the top of the hour. And if you're new to this call and you want to hear previous recordings, go to OurSimpleTraining.com and click on Monday Night Calls there. And then you can see the previous calls. Plus, you will also be able to put your name in there and get the upcoming speaker. You'll get it. You know, usually I do that over the weekends, and you'll get that heads up. Plus, uh, some other things I put in there in the email, just some other random stuff. So tonight we have on a guest who is lighting up the, you know, just creating blazes in her business. You know, she's from Texas and she is on the brink of gold. She's flying through the ranks here and, you know, her goal is to reach that by convention. And, uh, you know, I know she's going to make it. I'm very, very confident in that because when I talked to her the other day about what we're going to do today, I said, good grief, this girl has got it going on. And she started building last year, a little over a year ago. And she's just steady Freddie going and doing her thing, getting her business started, you know, getting people started in her business. But she's honestly, she's still working full, you know, not full-time, but part-time as a teacher for high school, which I think that's great. Because a lot of times people, and I did this myself, you get so excited about young living and you start making some, you know, good money on your check, you quit that full-time job and or even a part-time job and I find that people that still have a little something something going on the side like you know they work two days a week in a high school teaching or they work you know at a flower shop or you know they've got something else going on it's a great way to keep yourself out there but I thought that was pretty neat that she was still doing that and she's going to be coming to Wisconsin this week the 15th and 16th and if you want to go to that she's going to talk about a little bit um, search eventbrite.com for creating and creating an inner lifestyle, which is going to be at the Holiday Inn in Rothschild, Wisconsin. So tonight's guest, the she I am talking about, is Sharon McCoy. Welcome to the call, Sharon. I'm so excited that you're here and you're going to be sharing how you got going in Young Living and that fun story because, you know, you're, you're like a lot of us. You didn't come in blazes and guns. You know, you were like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll try that, you know. <laughs> so right. welcome to the call. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for coming. I'm excited to be on. This is one of the things that um, has been on my list of things that I've wanted to always be able to do, so I'm very honored to be able to talk to you tonight. Well, thank you for coming, and I – I love your story, and I really, really love your business tips. So the people that are going to be listening tonight or the recording, you guys, make sure you've got a pen and paper ready to go 
before you're taking notes on your computer or you're doing dragging and you're audio dictating because there are going to be some major golden nuggets. And I'm telling you, you're going to really, really love this call. So, Sherry, do you want to just explain a little bit, you know, how you got started in Young Living? Because it's really a fascinating story. And then that turning point when you said, I can make money doing this? <laughs> do you want to share that? Yeah, well, um, it actually um, started about six years ago. I um, was I was teaching, um, and I got very sick, and it was very suddenly, actually. I was well one day, and the next day I was very sick, and ended up in the hospital for about two weeks, and they ran a whole bunch of tests, and they never could figure out what was going on, but as quickly as I got sick, I got better, and um, they let me go home. I um, was home for a day and then got sick again, and then that time when I went into the hospital, it ended up um, happening that I got an emergency pacemaker put into my heart. And so um, one of the things that even though I had gone through all of these tests, nobody could figure out what was wrong with me, and there was a situation that happened during my surgery that they kind of said, oh, we didn't know this was gonna happen, so they uh, sent me to another doctor and that doctor actually did find out that I had a virus um, that was in my in my body and I was going on uh, and really, you know, wreaking havoc, which had, had attacked my heart first. And so over the course of about four and a half years, that virus, which was always internally, ended up attacking my heart and my throat, my sinuses, my stomach, my intestines, and my pancreas. And um, so I spent, for four years, I spent over 100 days in the hospital I had over 20 surgical procedures, and I ended up on 24 different medications every day. And so I was taking anywhere between 48 to 60 pills a day. But during this time, my kids were graduating from high school and moving away, and so I was chronically ill, and I was empty nesting in a very, very desperate way. Um, so it was just a really serious, dark time for me. Um, and so in my fourth year of my illness, my daughter would, had graduated from college, and she wanted essential oils for her graduation present. And so I bought them for her because I had, um, I had always wanted to go back to school and become a naturopath or something like that, but had just kind of thrown that idea away. And I had used two essential oils on my kids whenever they were growing up, but it was just like over the counter. I really didn't know much about them. Um, but whenever I gave those essential oils to her, during my fourth year of illness, she kept saying, Mom, uh, why don't you try an essential oil for this? Why don't you try an essential oil for that? And so finally I just said to her, you know, I know that you're trying to help me, but natural products and things like that don't work when you're very chronically ill. So you just need to kind of leave me alone. <laughs> um, and so I'm sure that that was very disappointing to her, but she, she gave up. She didn't press me or anything like that. Um, but then one day I was feeling just totally desperate. Nothing I was doing was working, and I was extremely ill. Um, we later found out that two of my medicines had gone toxic in my system and was causing some of these issues. But I called my daughter and said, okay, is there an essential oil that will work for this? And so she told me, um, and so I tried it, not thinking it was going to work, and I was very, very surprised that it did work. And so um, a little, little by little, 
um, I started using a little bit more essential oils and I was going through with my doctor. I mean, I was, I wasn't, I didn't, I never did um, go off medicines, just cold turkey. I didn't say, okay, I'm not going to do anything anymore. I listened exactly what my doctor told me to do. Um, but I really started feeling better using essential oils and um, just there was starting to be a change in my life. And when um, there was a change in my life, I started getting out a little bit more. People started asking me what I was doing, and, and I just told them, I, you know, just that I'm just doing this or I'm just doing that. Um, I really didn't know how to explain it. I didn't understand how they worked. I had never been to any class. Um, I hadn't read any books or didn't have any reference materials or anything. I just flat said, I'm doing this, and that's, that was it. Um, and so then in March of 2014, which was last year, um, my up, two ladies from my upline in Minnesota came down to Texas. They were going to be in Texas anyway to do a class for someone else. And I guess they had looked on the downline viewer and saw that I was in Texas, and they asked if I would like to have a class. Well, my first thought was that I just wanted to have a class because I wanted to learn. Um, so I said, sure, I'll go ahead and do that. Um, they, like you said, they've become family, so they ended up becoming very, very good friends of mine now. Um, but when they were here, um, they spent hours explaining things to me and listening to me and answering a million questions that I had. And there was the first night that they were here, there was only one person that showed up. And I was so just mortified. I was so embarrassed that only one person showed up. But that one person stayed till 1 o'clock in the morning asking questions. <laughs> He's one of my builders, by the way. Um, but I was so embarrassed that I asked him to please come back the next day. They came back the next day, and 11 people came. And so I asked them to come back again on Monday, and I promised that I would have more people here. And I called and called and called and called and called, and 18 people came on Monday. So that was really, I think, probably my launch of getting things going. So that was in March of 2014. But during all of that time that they were explaining things, I was literally sitting on my couch looking through the product guide while listening to them talk to me about the compensation plan. And all of a sudden, I said, wait you can make money with this. And uh -huh. um, it was like, ta-da, you know. And so it just clicked. It clicked that I was helping people and I was having so much fun helping people because I was getting better and I was so excited about me getting better that I wanted to help other people get better. But then to think that I could also make money on it as well was just the answer that, you know, it was the answer for me. So, I felt like I had my life back and I was going to be able to be, you know, productive in society again and healthy and and make money. And so I was very excited about all of those things. And my husband really wasn't, he was on board at first with me getting healthy, but I've been in, I've sold lots of stuff, you know, I, I've, I've done all kinds of things. I was one of those moms that we didn't play soccer, but I would have been um, described as a soccer mom. So, you know, I was in everything, did everything, could do everything. But um, so he wasn't surprised that I was going to try to do something like this. But whenever he got um, results after raking a whole bunch of leaves when he couldn't even lift up his arms because he had raked so many leaves, 
and an oil worked for him because of discomfort, he was sold. And so we just became did this as a business and um, just started from there. And that, uh, I guess, as you would say, the rest is history. <laughs> Yes, and, and that is the aha moment that, you know, when you said that to me the other day, I said, you know, I told Monty, I said, I think we need to do, at the end of class, you know, do a comp plan overview because, you know, often we talk about it at the beginning, but to actually do, you know, a quick overview about that, I think is a big deal. And uh, that inspired me, your story inspired me to do that, and we're going to start doing that with our events. And even if it's just quick, you know, to see who's interested and then, you know, take people privately later and meet up with them and really get them started. But, yeah, it was really interesting hearing you say that because I'm like, I wonder how many other people would say that because they don't realize that they can do this, you know. Right, and the thing is is that sometimes I think people get um, scared or worried about telling that part of it um, because they don't want to be – they don't want somebody to come back to say to them, oh, is this a pyramid scheme, you know, first of all. Um, and then the other thing is is that they may be embarrassed about it they, because they don't really look at it as a profession. But I think yes. that once you start looking at yourself as a professional, then there's no reason for you to become embarrassed about it. Um, it's an opportunity, and it's an amazing opportunity. And there again, just like, you know, um, talking about the value of things, when you value yourself and when you value your business of what you're doing, then you're not going to be embarrassed by that, and you're going to want to know or want to share that with other people because you want to give them that value as well. Just like you want to share an oil with them to help them. You know, we have so much poverty in this country that that's also a huge, huge thing that could help people, and we're keeping it quiet. And so – um, you know, why do we want to do that? I, whenever I was sick, there were people that were in my life that knew about essential oils, and they never shared them with me. And so what I tell my team is that's not going to happen on my watch. Somebody may say no to me. They may, um, you know, may think I'm crazy for sharing, but at least I gave them the opportunity that something might work for them. So the same way with the with the uh, the money aspect of it, they may think I'm crazy, but there might be that Adam Green out there in your class, you know, that um, he's in there and he's just trying to figure out how he can make a buck, and then he's your next Royal Crown Diamond. So you just never know. <laughs> no, you don't know, and you don't know, and we never know unless we ask, you know, what people's pain, you know, what what it is, you know, their pain may be paying their bills or maybe the threat of losing their car or it could be something that's going on with their health or, you know, within their family, their children, their pets. And like you said, for us to get our ego out of the way and put our own ego aside, and even if we're afraid of being rejected or sounding stupid, that's our ego in the way. You know, I always think egotistical, like, Oh, you know, I'm all that in a bag of chips, but no, our ego saying, oh, what if she says no, or what if he hangs up on me or whatever, you know, something like that. It's all ego. And you said, put the ego aside and share, you know, give like, and you, you know, the way you say this about the oils, you know, giving the oils value and then having them understand that value and why they need those oils is so important because literally you know, you can take that all that stuff in your medicine cabinet pretty much and put it aside 
and put in your everyday oils and uh, you know, create that value. Right. Whenever we teach classes, we always say the reason that they're called everyday oils is because they can be used every day for everybody. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be as sick as I was because I, um, I used to just tell my story, but then I started getting the objection, well, I'm not as sick as you, and I don't get as sick as you, so I don't need them. And then I thought, well, I must be doing something wrong. Well, then I realized, but that's true. I mean, you can, get, you can use them because you're as sick as I was or you can do you can use them when you're not sick so you don't get as sick as I am or because or as sick as I was so they really are every day for everybody so um, that that's one of the things that we've changed and that goes back to learning things that you know you have something in your toolbox you use it this time it didn't work so you use it you might use it next time or you change it so that you can continue on yes yes and I know you said um, that you have learned some lessons about, you know, when you were not well and you had to make these doctor's appointments. And then you learned a lot about following up just by, you know, reflecting upon your visits to your physicians. Do you want right. to share that a little bit? Sure. Well, one of the things I, I thought about was what what makes doctor's office so um, so um successful other than we always are going to have sick people and um, when I went to the doctor um, there was sometimes you know there's five days a week sometimes I would have a doctor's appointment every single day so I mean it was ridiculous how often I had to go to so many different doctors but one of the things that I noticed is that number one whenever they started me on a new medicine or a new treatment we would do it for about two weeks or a month and then we would um, look at the end of the month to see if it worked. And um, so what they would say is, okay, well, I'm going to give you a two-week supply. If this works, then you're going to continue on. If it doesn't, then I want you to come back and we'll try to figure out something else. So I took that same concept, and at the beginning of each month, we make a plan for that month. And when we make a plan for that month, we work it. If it works, then we continue to work it. If it doesn't work, then we write it down and kind of keep it in our toolbox for later, but we decide to try something different. And then the other thing is, is that you notice that the doctor always says to come back. So one of the things that we always did, and we still do at classes, is that before we leave, we always set up an appointment with a host to follow up with her, but then we always leave with another appointment. So we um, talk to the people that are there, or um, we ask them. So we ask them for another person's name to somebody that they might be interested, they might think would be interested. So we either make them a customer or a connector. So they're um, they either are one of our customers, they're one of our new members, or they connect us to someone else. So we always have something going. The next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So that mm-hmm. was. Those were two of the things that, so we're always, you know, we plan ahead for the next month as well. So that is one of the things. And when um, when we started, I wanted to try to learn how to do everything. And I felt like I wanted to learn everything all at once. And um, so I had asked my upline, you know, is there anything, you know, in Young Living for me to listen to or or to read or anything like that. And so I really started reading the um, everything in member resources. 
Um, if I could give one piece of advice to every single new member, you check that little box that says that you read the policies and procedures, so read it. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, there are so many questions. Um, I'm on a lot of Facebook groups, and I see questions asked all the time on there, probably every day, that is in the policies and procedures. They're simple questions, and I know people want the answer quick and fast, but if you read it, then you're taking the responsibility for yourself instead of getting it from somebody else that instead of might have misinterpreted the answer. And so, you know, you're the one that's responsible for it. So that would be my first thing is to make sure you read the policies and procedures. But I listened to one of your first calls, I think it was probably in April, and I don't remember who it was that was on there, but they said that they made five appointments. They made a goal of having five classes every month for three months. So I decided that that's what I was going to do. And so the first month, we made five appointments. A couple of those were classes. A couple of them were just um, individual people. And so every time I left there, I made a, an appointment for the next month for somebody else. So the next month, I made 10 appointments. And then I did the same thing. So I always asked for another appointment. So then the third month, I had 15 appointments and then did the same thing. And the fourth month, I had 20 appointments. That's when I learned that I needed to find some balance because I yes. knew that I could not do 20 classes. I thought I was – in one Saturday, I did four classes. I thought I was going to lose my ever-loving mind. <laughs> you know, That's a lot. I, yeah, it, it was a lot, and it was way too much. It definitely was way too much because um, – not just because I was tired, but because I did not give the kind of support to each class that I should have been able to because I had to hurry and get to the next thing. Um, and so I really started learning some balance there. But I still, every single month, do five classes a month, minimally. And at the beginning of the month, on the first day of the month, if I don't have five things booked, five classes booked on my schedule on, on the very first day, I get on the telephone and I start calling people. So even with a large team now, and I do a lot of support classes, I still call people every day to talk to them about other classes or doing an intro class or, you know, meeting up with someone or something like that. I still do that because I'm still not where I want to be yet. So I still, it's still my responsibility to grow my, my team. So that's why I continue to do that. And that makes a lot of sense. And I know that you, um, there's something that you said that I wanted to go back to. Um, oh, yes. So does your husband keep you balanced, help you stay balanced when he sees you doing these things and, like, teaching four classes in a day? How does he support you with that, you know? Well, we laugh and say that he is my chauffeur and setup guy. <laughs> because <laughs> I, he travels for a living, but right now he's um, doing an assignment where he can work at home. And um, when he's at home on the weekend and I have classes, he always goes to the classes for me. So he packs my bags. He always knows exactly what I need in my bags. He comes to all the classes. He sets the tables up or, you know, sets my little um, stuff up. And then um, if he starts seeing me get too tired, I mean, he will, he'll be the first one to say, 
you need to rest or I think you're doing too much or you need to back off a little bit. He is amazing at that. But I'm going to tell you that he has also picked up, um, he does all of the laundry. He irons all of my clothes. I mean, he is absolutely incredible. So um, I am um, in October of this last year, the day we were, I was leaving for beauty school, he was out of town and we have a two-story house and I was taking uh, my bags downstairs and um, I had to leave right after I finished teaching my, on my teaching job. So I was, I was getting my bags down the stairs that morning, getting ready to go to work. And I decided to take both bags down at the same time, which was not a good idea. But anyway, I fell down the stairs and I shattered my heel. Um, I still went to beauty school. I didn't know it was, it was shattered at that time, but I had surgery in December. And so um, I have been in a cast, a walking boot since December, uh, December 10th. Um, and then in the meantime, I tore two ligaments in my other foot. And so I'm actually in a wheelchair right now. Um, and he does everything. And he's so amazing and supportive. But he's been in the business world for, you know, for 20-something years. So whenever I have an idea about a business thing or if I have a difficult person I'm having to deal with or something like that, he and I sit and talk about it. And we go over the months of how the classes are going. We go over the business plan of, you know, what are we going to do, you know, now. Um, like, for instance, we did a big event this last weekend and um, got a few new people that were, you know, that we brought on, but we want to place them under someone, you know, with the enroller, but who would they be good as a good fit for the sponsor? So he and I talk about that and, uh, and decide on that together, too. So, and then um, the new thing that he's doing is he speaks Spanish fluently, and so I've taught him how to actually teach classes, so he has started teaching a couple of Spanish classes. Mm. So that's, that's exciting. And uh, we got a, a call last night of a couple um, that they want to have some, they want to have their husbands come over. I did a hormone class for the ladies last month, and uh, they want to have their, um, they want to have their husbands come over and have him teach a class for their husband. So I thought that was uh, that's going to be a new thing for us to do. So that's that's exciting. Have him part of that. Yes, for sure. And do you want to share his? Uh, I don't want to spill the beans too much, but when you said this yesterday, I loved it. Or the other day, when you talked about what he says. If you went to the Lexus dealership, and I'll let you tell the rest of the story about the car that's fifteen hundred. You want to, This is so good. This is so good. We were talking about um, we were talking about value, and that um, a couple of my leaders have asked me. We were talking about objections, and that one leader talks about the objection that she gets quite often is that um, people say that the hundred and fifty dollar premium starter kit is just too expensive. And what do you say? Uh, when that happens, and so we were talking about it and trying to and trying to explain how um, you know how do you how do you get over that objection? And he said, "Well, it's kind of like this: if I take you to a Lexus dealership and I tell you that you can have this brand new car, but all you have to do is pay fifteen hundred dollars for this brand new Lexus, are you going to pay that?" have fifteen hundred dollars. 
Well, even if you don't like a Lexus, if you like some other dealership, you already know that you're going to spend that $1,500 because Lexus has already created in your head the value of that vehicle. And so you're going to figure out a way for you to get that $1,500 so that you can buy that Lexus. So the same way um, it is with the oils is if someone comes to you and says, well, I sure would like to have that, but I just can't afford that $150. It's not necessarily because they can't afford the $1,550. Mainly it's because you haven't actually created value enough. Because if they really understand the value of it, they're going to figure out a way to get that $150. Now, let me just say that there are people that um, really struggle with that $150. There's just simply, you know, they don't even have enough money for groceries sometimes. So there is a, a struggle there that they may not be able to have that $150. But that's even more important to get those, kind, those people on board because those folks need to be able to have this kind of opportunity to be able to get themselves out financially of that situation. So um, if you create enough value, and I don't mean to lie about it or to give, you know, to make some great claim of, you know, like getting us in trouble with the FDA or saying it's going to cure Ebola, you know, like that kind of thing. Right. I'm not talking about that kind of thing. The oils are amazing and incredible on their own. They don't need you to stretch the truth or, you know, to make some amazing claim because you're afraid some other company is going to get it or somebody else is going to tell them something different. They're amazing on their own. And so whenever you create that value in their life, just like Lexus has already created that value in everyone's head, you're going to figure out a way. Now, they may have to stay for it. I have a, two couples on my team that, um, that they saved for three months for that kit. And then they saved for three more months before they could get on essential rewards. But, you know, she's on essential rewards now every single month because now she realizes how wonderful she feels, how different it is. And she, she said this in a class the other day, heck, I have my own store I can buy stuff from. So you, she's, she has realized now that she's not spending extra $50 a month. She's actually exchanging it from buying something, you know, garbage stuff at the grocery store and buying good, wonderful products from her own store. So that, that's the value part of it, and it makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, and I think if more people, and I, I'm really, myself, we try to be conscious about talking about those things, there's, then, you know, we show people the value in replacement buying and why would you choose Steve's Cleaner over Windex or things like that, right? You know, <laughs> and create that value. And then it's, uh, it's, it's something I never forget, and I use it in every class. Thanks for Jehan Thomas. A couple years ago, I still use this if you're listening, girl. I, I, in every class, I say, you know, I know that all of you here, you're going to go through that catalog and you're going to just get overwhelmed and you're going to want a million things and you might dog ear your catalog and then you won't get anything because you feel like, what's the point? Right. And, we'll do, and then, I, you know, I said, oh, I'll say, so what you do is you make a list of things that you need and then a list of things that you want. 
and then the list of things you need, you just budget it out every month in, in priority what you can afford. And then when you get your free points, you can use that for the stuff you want, like, you know, right. Lume or art, you know, or something like that. And it works. It works like, a, oh, it's just so good. It's just such a good tip that I, probably my favorite takeaway of all time. <laughs> Keep a yellow so. pack to my, my uh, computer. And then when um, I hear somebody talk about a product and I haven't tried it yet or something, and it sounds amazing to me, then I write it down on my pad, uh, on my pad of paper. And then when I do my ER, I put everything in in there. I put every single item that I you know that I want and I need to figure out how much it is. And then I go back and I take the things out that I you know that are lower on the priority. So then I that's how I do it. But with a new PV assistant, that's amazing because then you can use that as your wish list. You know, then you can put everything in there. And then if something drops off, they'll just put something in there, and then you don't ever have to worry about your ER being below 100, and you can keep your wish list in there. So that's a cool, I think that's a just a really cool um, tool that Young Living came out with, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, somebody was thinking with that. Well, you know, we had obviously, you know, all of us know we've had some pain with people missing checks and things like that just because of stuff going out of stock, and then it's in stock, and then it's out of stock, and that PV Assist has been such a great, I, whoever did that was really thinking. Oh, I know. And, that was yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It was just, I was just saying it was just really good. Now, um, when you get your builders going, I know you've got a little couple-step process that you do to get people started. What is the process that you bring people through even just to initially get them up and going? Um, well, the first thing that we uh, we always try to explain to them about the um, the essential rewards program. I talk to them about the um, about the, um, the all of the different oils, some kind of the ones that are on a hall of fame kind of thing. Um, I go through the compensation plan. I do a lot of conference calls, so um, because we are I think in 29 or 30 states now, and actually in a couple of countries. So we can't talk to everybody right here in person. Um, so I'll meet them, you know, face to face through Skype or something like that, and go through it. And then we have um, we have online classes that we do um, that we get people to get them to bring people on. So we talk about the compensation plan, but really explain it like a map. So first of all, uh, well, we have kind of four systems. So the first system is. Let's do a, um, we do a boot camp explaining to them the policies and procedures. We talk to them about, um, about how to share. Um, we do the heartfelt sharing, um, our heart-centered sharing program, really telling them about that, the tale of two paychecks that you could get this kind of paycheck or you could get this kind of paycheck. Um, or if you don't want to get any kind of paycheck and you just want to use them on your own, then just use them on your own. But then we do, we do, um, do something almost every day. On Mondays, I do a video in my little group um, called Sharing Seconds of Sharing. So uh, this month, we're talking about hormones. So every Monday, there's going to be a hormone, little blip on, on something about hormones. Um, we have the intro classes that they can come to. Um, I talk to them to do a 201 class, so about the diffuser, about essential rewards, um, you know, getting them started in that way. And then when they're 
when they're comfortable with that kind of thing and they want to move into starting to have some classes on their own, then we keep them in the big group, but then we put them over to the team builders group and start teaching them leadership skills. And again, every week I have something, a little video there about some kind of leadership skill and things like that. But that when it gets to that point, what I encourage my leaders or my team builders to do is I, I encourage them for 30 minutes in the morning to either read or listen to something about the product or about business. And then in the evening to do 30 minutes about products or the business. So, and if you can't, if you don't have 30 minutes, start with 15 minutes. Do something. Always have something going in your car, but always create an atmosphere that you're learning something all the time. Because the more you're learning, the more you're changing, and then the more you're changing, the more you can influence other people and help them to change as well. And so that's that's the thing that I do um, more than anything. And then in the compensation plan, I think you and I talked about this. Um, did you want me to share that about the map, about the compensation yes. plan? Yes, 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 yes. That That is brilliant. So please share. So, yeah, so um, when these ladies came um, to my house and they were talking to me about the compensation plan, I had, you know, the big trifold thing out looking at it, and I realized that the top, was Royal Crown Diamond, and that to get Royal Crown Diamond, you had to have six legs. So I said, what, you know, what is this? And they explained it to me. And so um, what we decided as we, we started growing is that we would start from the beginning to develop those six legs. Now, we probably have, I didn't go, I was going to go back and count today so I could give you a real, the right number, but um, I think that we only have probably about 15 to 16 people that are on our first level. The rest of them are under those legs. Um, now, you know, we're like everybody that we have people that don't order every month. We have people that have fallen off and things like that. But because we established those legs from the beginning, um, first of all, we made silver and five. And then after achieving, um, getting that, we've had, we have one solid leg that is way over the top every single month. Um, then we have two legs that kind of, you know, one time that leg will get us to silver, the next month the other leg will get us to silver. So they kind of compete there. But we know that because we have these six legs there that it's going to, we know from other things that are on the books already, we know that we're going to make gold by convention. So that's the first thing. But we look at it as a roadmap. So if you look at it as a roadmap to get you to your destination, then any trip that you have, anytime you go on vacation, you're going to have a flat. So you're going to you're going to feel flat in this business. Um, you're going to break down and you're going to stall or get stuck. You're going to get stuck in traffic or you're going to run out of gas or something like that. But when you go on vacation and those things happen, no time during the trip do you ever say, "Oh well, this is this happened, so let's just go home. Let's turn around and go home. We're we're just not going to do this vacation after all." Instead, you fix it. You fix whatever it is that's going on, and you keep going. And so that's what we're doing. We are we're going to work the plan until we reach our destination. And we've gotten stuck. We've felt flat on our face. We've had a couple of events where you know we thought it was going to be great and amazing and awesome, and nobody showed up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those things happen. And so we always every kind one of those events, we say, okay, what do we learn from this? I tell everybody I never cancel a class 
if eight people said they were coming and one person shows up, whether it's an online class or it's an in-person class, we still have a class. And so we, they're there to learn, and I'm going to value that person. And, you know, I've, um, I've, this has become even more real to me this week because um, two people joined our team this week that I shared with back in March of last year. Last year, and they joined this month. And so they haven't even contacted me So until just this month. And so you never know when someone is going to come back. But what we say, we've always said, um, when I started my teaching career, I started teaching in kindergarten. And when my little kindergartners would come up to me and say, Miss McCoy, I can't do this. And I would always say to my kindergartners, you can do it. You can do hard things because you're big. And so we've always said that in our house with our kids and with each other, you can do hard things because you're big. And so that's kind of our motto now is that this is, this, is not hard. this is not easy. It is hard, but we can do hard things. And we've faced, we've already faced hard things. My illness was probably the hardest thing on our family that has ever, ever happened to us. We thought, all of us, you know, I, they all thought they were going to lose me. I thought I was going to die. I thought I would never get to see my daughter get married or, uh, you know, my son's getting married. My, my daughter's been married for two years now. But quitting is not an option. When we had bad news whenever I was sick, um, we, you know, we'd say that we were given lemons, and so we made something good out of it, and we called those days lemonade days. So if you can't, you have to have lemons, you're going to make lemonade out of them. So we had a lot of lemonade days. We still have a lot of lemonade days. But quitting is never an option because we're still on that road. We made the map, and we know where we're going, and we are going to get there. And our map, our path may not look like somebody else's. You know, um, we're not 20-whatever years old like Adam Green is. We may not make it in two and a half years. We may make it in two and a half years but we may make it a different way than he does or the way that he did. So that's the main thing. I think that you've got to decide what's working for you um, and work it and respect others in the way that, they're, that they are working it. If they don't think that classes are going to work for them, that's fine. Um, I, have, I have a person um, on my team that's a team builder that said, I just do not want to do classes. That's just not me. I don't want to do it. And I said, great, don't do it. We need someone that's not doing classes. We need somebody that's doing something else. I have another a man on my team that says, you know, I don't think that it's really that appropriate for me to be in the living room with 10 women and my wife is at home. <laughs> so I'm not comfortable with that. Um, and I said, okay, well, how do you want to do your business? And he said, I want to do expos. And I said, then you do expos. And he contacted me with 10 expos. He has 33 appointments in the next two months. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you decide how it's going to work for you that works that plan. And that's the thing that I think is the most important, that people get um, discouraged very easily. And they, if, if one thing doesn't work, then they give up. And it's just not an option. It, it's just absolutely not an option. This is not a get-rich-quick uh, kind of business. You, de you decide that you're going to do it, and then you become the professional. And then when you become the professional, you give value to yourself, and you give value to your product, 
and people are going to follow you, and they are going to want what you have, and then you'll be able to lead them, and you'll be the kind of leader that they want to follow as well, you know. So I think that that's um, – I've learned a lot of that from my husband, and I've learned a lot of that from being the wrong kind of leader. Um, even in the short time of, you know, we've still made – we still made mistakes and we still made people mad, but what we're doing is working. And I hope that those people that we've made mad will hopefully be able to be have a forgiving spirit. Maybe they need forgiveness oil, <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, eventually with us and things like that. But overall, it's been a, a wonderful ride so far. And I know that there's a lot of things that are coming, uh, coming around that we still have to learn, but um, it's, it's fabulous. I love love this life and what it's giving giving us right now. So I can't wait to see the future. <laughs> yes, and as we go into that, and thing is, how do you say it? the the right things always happen at the right time, you know. And it you know, especially when you get on your true path of what you're supposed to be doing, it's very magical almost in a way. And you're just like, wow. You know, I want to go back to to what you said about the cop plan. I believe that one of the reasons why people really get stuck is because they're focused on getting to the next rank. They're not focused. You know what I mean? Like they're not focused on Royal crown. They're not focused on those six teams. They're not focused on the destination, the long-term destination. They're just focused on, okay, I just need to get to senior star. You know, I'm right Right. there. You know, what do you think of that? I think, I think that's true. And I think that, I think the two biggest things that people and when they first start, that they look at the $50 and that all they think of is, I get this person and I get $50. I get this person and I get $50. I get this person and I get $50. But that's really keeping your mind and your body set on the starting line. And you're never going to finish the race if you're always staying at the starting line, first of all. And then the other thing, too, is that if um, the next thing that people look at is they want silver and six, and if they don't make silver and six, then they get discouraged, and then they kind of just fall out. But even even though silver and six is amazing, it's wonderful. That's still not the that's not the whole big picture. You need to continue working on because heck, by the time you get to be royal crown diamond, you can buy your own kit. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and you're not even going to blink an eye at that. So you're not even going to think that that's a big deal, really. You know for yourself as far as money-wise. It's a great accomplishment that people say, oh, yay, and all that kind of stuff, but that's really not the big picture. Um, when you're first starting, you you really need to look. And, and I will say that the compensation plan is, is um, it, you know, now it's easier to understand, but there's parts of it that you, you explain it and explain it, and then you go six months later, you go, oh, now I understand that part of it. You know, but if you can start, um, the first thing, that's why um, the compensation plan in the on the site has, um, I think, was it Road to, uh, Road to Diamond or uh-huh. where you start with three. And the reason that you start with three is so that you can get the rising star bonus. You know, but that's, that's just the beginning. That's still the starting line. That's just, first, that's just the first time around the track. You know, the end result is not the gun at the at the starting line, the end result was is running through that banner and breaking, you know, breaking the 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 ribbon and holding your hands up and saying, I did this. I did this. I made it finally. 
But then after you get to that point, it's not like you give up then. It's that you have so many people that you are responsible for to help teach them and love them and and bring them up to that point that even that is just incredible, you know. One of my um, one of my uh, ladies this uh, today said, "I thought I was going to make senior star this month because I broke a thousand, and then I realized it was two thousand. And I said, um, "It's okay, you know. You still have the half a month. You never know what's going to happen." And she said, "Well, I may not be a senior star, but I feel like a superstar because." And the reason she felt like a superstar was because there was this one couple that she wanted them to start trying Minksha, and they decided to try Minksha. And so because of that, she feels like a superstar. That's what it's about, you know, being able to help people and encourage people and to see their life change because of something that you helped them with. Money can't buy that. They just can't, you know. And that's, that's an incredible experience. That, and that is the reason why, yes, the check is good, don't get me wrong, but helping people in whatever way they need it is really the the reason that I believe that almost every Young Living distributor that I've met, even the super, you know, people making $40,000, $50,000 a month or more say that. So right. as, we wrap, as we wrap up, do you want to share, just on closing, you're probably going to, kiss me in the pants for saying this. Can you share your little song that you have about how you structure your team? I did want to tell you too that, um, and I just put it, this is a shameless plug, but um, you know, we went from emptiness to having an oily nest. And so that's what we call our team name is the oily nesters. And so yes. we're really proud about that. But this is the thing that I say is um, there's a little Sunday school song that's called Deep and Wide, and some people will know that. And so this is what I tell people is um, that the song goes deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. What I tell people is to sing that song, but to sing it wide and deep, wide and deep. There's a fountain flowing wide and deep. So you build wide first, then you build deep, and your fountain is essential reward. So you want, when you get people coming on, you want to build wide first so that you have a good solid foundation, and then you start building those legs and helping each one of those team members or those coaches to build those teams so you build deep. But then you need to get people on the central reward so that that fountain can flow and you have money coming in every month. And that's what you need to remember. So we live in the Bible Belt, and everybody knows that song. <laughs> everybody knows what we're talking about when we say that. So that's uh, that that comes across really well here, and um, they they listen to that very uh, very easily. They comprehend it very easily, I should say. Yeah, and the people in the north are going, "What song is that?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all like, what? <laughs> yeah. So it, the wow. song goes, it, it goes like this. It goes deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. So instead you say wide and deep, wide and deep. There's a fountain flowing wide and deep. <laughs> that is, and, and you can you can apply that to so many things, you know, so right. many things. 
I right. just love that. I just thought that was yeah. so cool because it was just it, it was lighthearted, and, but it was really to the point, and it made so much yeah. sense. You know, it's like Absolutely. not all this serious stuff. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, we're at the top of the hour, and uh, you know, we've got. I hope people took crazy good notes because this was an amazing call. Let me go ahead and uh, open the lines up so people can say good night to you. And again, I really appreciate you coming on. And oh, before we wrap up your event. Do you want to give a, a two-second snippet of what you're going to talk about at this event in Wisconsin or this weekend yes. or, you know, already? Yes, um, it is this weekend, and let me pull it up here. I got it up here real quick. Um, it is in Wisconsin, and I don't even know anywhere. I always tell everybody I don't know anywhere where it is, but you can find it on Eventbrite, and it is May 15th through the 16th at the Holiday Inn Conference Center in Rothschild, Wisconsin. It's called Creating an Inner Lifestyle. Um, it's a two-day event. Um, Dr. Krieger is going to be there speaking about pain. And um, there's another lady there, and I forgot what her last name is. Her first name is Pam. Um, but it's really Hunter. talking about oh, Pam Hunter. There you go. Um, and she's talking about uh, the six master steps, steps to get moving. Um, I'll be talking about successful lifestyle with young living and using oils in the family. And then Dr. Krieger is going to be talking about powerful pain results. Um, and uh, Aqua Pam is going to be talking about emotional and pain clearing techniques. So um, it's going to be a really good event. So um, find it on Eventbrite. And um, if y'all are in the area, come out and come see us and all kinds of stuff. So we're really excited to I'm, – I'm very excited to be in that part, that event as well. Yes, it sounds like it's going to be amazing – Amazing, amazing. And for those of you that don't know, Ken Krieger is going to be there. He has been around a long time. He's a very good friend of Marcella Von Harding's, and he has been around since I started and even before that, and very, very, very knowledgeable man. And to hear from him as well with all these other incredible speakers and talent is truly, it's going to be a great, great event. And uh, so, Thank you for that, and good luck at that event. And uh, one more thing I want to mention for those of you that are thinking about doing Tom's uh, boot camp tomorrow, the website, again, is 123 and then toabc.com for that. So, all right, everybody, let me go ahead and open the line so you can all thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Hello. My phone is being weird. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Jen. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. For some reason, I can't. A lot.
everybody. I know you were thanking her. Like, thank you, Sherry, and thank you, Jen. There we go. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Jen, from Pennsylvania. Bye. Yes. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sherian, you were amazing, and thank you so much, Jen. This is Malia. Okay, well, good night, Jen. Good night.